It's Arlene Bynum for John Oakley. And there are a lot of topics worthy for discussion. Really chomping at the bit to get going on all these political stories that have landed in our lap like a ripe, juicy peach before the long weekend. A great panel. Michael Giles is with me, and he's a longtime political, 30 years. It doesn't matter which level. Michael, thank you for being here. Thank you. All right. And John Capobianco, who is with Fleischman Hillard's Toronto office, 22 years of grassroots politics. Nice to have you, John. Thanks, Arlene. All right. And later on, Adrian Batra is going to join us, of course, editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun. All right, John, I'm going to start with you. Why don't we start something close to home that had some movement today on the asylum seekers really soaking up all the oxygen and space in the city of Toronto, and we had the mayor and the federal minister working together. Is this... A settled science, or is this a hot ball as we end this week? Yeah, it's a hot ball. I think it's going to continue to be such an issue, Arlene, over the next little while. I think it's been uh, one over the course of the last number of months, but it's obviously getting a bit hot because there's a certain date now that's been set. August the 9th, I think, is when some of these asylum seekers who have been uh, held up and, and housed in some of the uh, college dorms have to leave and, and go into some of these hotels that are uh, that are being earmarked in the GTA for, uh, for them. Them. And of course, that transfer has to happen uh, in relatively short order, but also the money involved has to happen. So there's been some, some obviously, uh, uh, demands from the mayor of Toronto over the course of the last, I think, month or so mm-hmm. uh, for some funding. And of course, with the new government and Premier Doug Ford in there uh, and him causing some some <laughs> issues, rightfully so, to say, mm-hmm. look, you know, uh, I've just inherited this. This is something mm-hmm. that we need and we need to get some funding. So the, the, the ask for money is going to continue. Uh, I think today was a bit of a drop in the bucket, but I think we're going to see a lot more asks over the next little while. All right, Michael, you know, as we talk about the energy around this politically, it's still on fire, isn't it? I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of making nice today. However, this could blow at any time. Absolutely. It's a little bit like some of these uh, forest fires we're having up north. You know, you can, it dampens down a little bit, and then all of a sudden it springs up somewhere else. There are a lot of <laughs> issues that, that are in play here. You know, the city of Toronto, $11 million is, is certainly something that the city would welcome. But, you know, they had budgeted an increase of $64 mm-hmm. million dollars for the country coming year. So this is really just one part of a, of a, a solution to a, a very large problem. And as I think the mayor says, you know, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a start. But you know what? The, the federal government has not managed this well. There are things they should be doing. I mean, you look at 1% of the 28,000 asylum seekers that entered over the, what the, mm-hmm. this crisis period have been processed. 1%. That is a, it's an unbelievably low uh, figure and it's not addressing this, you know, the, the actual core of this problem. I think it goes even further to the notion that Governments that, you know, senior governments, as they say, when they have policies in place, whether it's immigration or anything else, they should bear responsibility for the costs of the decisions they're making and for the policy. Yes, yeah, fine place. and dandy when you're not footing the bill. Right. Joining me, of course, Adrian Batra, Editor-in-Chief of the Toronto Sun. It's great to have it's you. It's great to be here. All right, let me ask you, because you're perfect on this, because I know the Sun has been up and front and pushing this issue. Adrian, you know, I just want to throw this, this to you. We've got this deal, as I say, you know, they're talking nicely about money here when it comes to the asylum seekers. Seems to me that Justin Trudeau is probably having a lot of sleepless nights. Everything that he campaigned on, the world is very, very different here. Is this still a problem for him? 
it's a massive problem. And look, the, the current prime minister continues to take vacations. So I don't know, frankly, Arlene, how much sleep he's losing over this. <laughs> but I can tell you who probably is le- losing sleep over this is his new uh, minister responsible for border safety. And that's Bill Blair, you know, someone who your listeners are very familiar with mm-hmm. here in Toronto. Yet, uh, just a, f- a couple of days ago, he was peppered on Parliament Hill uh, at a committee by um, conservative opposition leader, uh, 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 critics, uh, Michelle Rempel. Um, asking Bill Blair, what, what is your job? You know, what is it that you are supposed to do? How long are these people going to stay in hotels? How much money are we spending? How much time is this going to be? What are the numbers? They have none of those numbers. The minister responsible kept deferring to staff, which is, you know, the safe move to make because mm-hmm. you don't want to say something silly. You mm-hmm. look at staff and say they're going to they're going to be the ones that are crunching these numbers. But it's but also an out. It, of course it is. But, uh, but I, I think what's indicative of is that this is a government that is completely rudderless on this file. They're, they're caught off guard. They're not prepared to either make the tough decisions or the right decisions that are that is good for each of the individual provinces where this is a massive issue. We're talking in the city of Toronto, for example, that we still have a number of them in our dormitories. They're going to have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. not trying to be crass, this is a very welcoming and open country, but um, the federal government has not helped itself. Taxpayers are going to be on the hook for this. And frankly, those that suffer the most are those legal Asylum seekers, those that are coming into this country as as, um, going through the process, uh, uh, those refugees are the ones that are hurting the most. All right. John, let me throw it to you. Have things changed? You know, the last election campaign, it was mean, mean Stephen Harper. There was a different feeling. You know, Adrian has just said, but we're going to say it again. We're an open society. This is not about Canada turning into something else. However, things change. Do you sense that the new conversation with this new election looming may be very different when it comes to this. It's going to be very different. I think you can see it now. It's percolating. And you could also see it. You could also sense it in the polls. I think even the polls now are starting mm-hmm. to turn against the government. Now they're mm-hmm. getting, I think, 70% of Canadians are looking at this from an agri perspective, saying there might be too many asylum seekers coming in. And and I think it's also, it, not. The, and Adrian is right, we are a very welcoming country. I think every leader mm-hmm. in, in, in Canada, both federally and provincially, all want to do what they can for their part, but when there's no federal plan, there's no federal money that's attached to it, it causes problems, as you're seeing in Ontario and Manitoba, Quebec and others, and you're seeing a lot of that happening now, which is why the, these questions that Michelle Rempel was, at, was, was asking the, uh, the minister and, and committee aren't being answered. If there were answered, if there was a certain plan, I think you'd see a lot more uh, comfort level from the leaders who have to actually do the work involved over the course of the next little while to house some of these asylum seekers who are not mm-hmm. only housed now in dorms, have to go to hotels, but the ones that are still coming in. It's the pictures, Michael, too, isn't it? Absolutely. Is that, I mean, you have people crossing mm-hmm. the border, and there's the anecdotal stories of iPads and iPhones being mm-hmm. found in the farmer's fields on the way. It's the kind of thing, speaking to Adrian's point, it's the kind of thing that infuriates the average Canadian who wants a fair, equitable uh, immigration system that, you know, is compassionate and everything else. But when you see this kind of, you know, irregular activity going on and then the government's response, and again, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 my past is not something where I'd be attacking this particular <laughs> government, but you know, they allocated $173 million in the last budget uh, to deal with this. They're basically hiring 64 people. What they're saying is that by 2020, they'll be able to process 17,000. 2020. It's 2018, so there seems to be a little bit of a narrative. Let's try to kick this past 2019 and show that we're doing something. And quite frankly, it's just not working. All right. Adrian, if, 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 if they were listening to you now, would you say to the Liberals, not that they're taking advice from you, but let's just say... <laughs> I don't even say, think they're taking anybody's advice. <laughs> but if they are, would you say, walk this back, yeah. get out of it, cut it out now, change your mind, yeah. get out of town? I think... 
I would, uh, and I think a lot of people would, and it's not because I, I, I so adamantly oppose many of the philosophies and the principles of the Liberal government. It's because uh, I'm a, I think I'm a reasonable Canadian that is stepping back and sort of thinking, this, there is no plan here. So if we do go back to the 2015 election, yeah, it was big, bad, evil Stephen Harper. We all saw that horrible picture of that beautiful young boy that was washed up on the shore. That was a game changer for yeah. everything. You know, yeah. it ruined Pictures. Chris Alexander's political career. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was one of those pivotal moments that we all mm-hmm. have seen in an election. And so then it afforded the Liberals and Trudeau in particular that opportunity to say, we're open for everybody. We're open for business. Mm-hmm. Please come. And then he sent his infamous tweet out, you know, a couple of years later. But but at that moment during that federal election, it was an opportunity to to sort of open the doors and say, everybody come. This is and there was no plan. And so you fast mm-hmm. forward two and a half years mm-hmm. into this government's mandate or almost three years. Mm-hmm. There still is no plan. And so that's troubling. Eleven million dollars will go nowhere and i appreciate that mayor tory has to stand beside the minister mm-hmm. and stand there and look nice say thank and you. say thank you very much federal very government kind. but it's not uh-huh. going to make one ounce of difference because all of that 11 million dollars will probably just go into some administration process that's just going to get gobbled up and not go to the front line where it's supposed to all right we're going to take a break we're going to stick with these problems because we got a theme going on here and we, maybe justin trudeau is listening we're going to have more advice for him when we <laughs> get back it when he did walk something back this week and it was the carbon tax we're going to talk about who's leading that charge and why it's important right after this. I'm Arlene Bonin in for John Oakley. We're talking. We had a great panel. Don't go away. This is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.